What is going on, everyone? I'm here with Ryder of Rushkey uh, Services, and today we're doing a business breakthrough. So, uh, man, thanks for reaching out. I know you listen to the podcast. Just kind of want to hammer out um, some strategy with you, see if we can, uh, you know, maybe pivot you in a, in a different direction, just give you some uh, a new perspective. And I know that you said that you're kind of transitioning right now uh, from working alone to having a couple uh, employees with you. Yep, that's right. Cool. Do you have you hired anyone yet, or are you in the process of trying to figure all that stuff out? Um, I've got three guys that are kind of part time, pretty much. Okay, three guys part time. Is that just because you don't have enough work for them for the for, to keep them busy for a whole week, or do they have other jobs? They have other jobs. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so um, what does uh, what does that look like in terms of kind of just like and just kind of just making sure that we're crossing all the, the, you know, the T's and dotting the I's, man, what does that look for in terms of like, do you have a payroll company helping you out with this? Or is this something you're kind of just, you know, paying right, you know, writing a check right away, just kind of get, get your feet under you. What does that look like? Um, I actually went through and, and set up uh, gusto and that's been great. They awesome. Man. Care of everything. So pretty easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, dude. Cool. So did you hear about that on my podcast? I did. Cool. All right. Good, man. That's awesome. So I'm glad, uh, glad you're using gusto and it's pretty easy. Like you said, um, getting them up and going. So that's, that's step number one. That's all. That's what I wanted to hear. So, um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell me, man, what is, what is an area that you're wanting uh, us to hit on today? What's an area where you feel as though, uh, you just want some expansion on? Well, I think, you know, like I reached out to you, um, that week in particular, like just, dealing with job scheduling and delays and all of those different variables, how to make that process a little bit smoother and, and hopefully a little less stress-free. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, scheduling is, is actually like literally one of the hardest things about business. I mean, it's underrated. Um, yeah. You know, I spend more time on scheduling than I do anything in my painting business. It's really just making sure because, because it's always changing, right? I mean, you're getting with yeah. your, your team or you're on the job. And you're like, man, this is going to take way longer than what I thought. The problem is, is like the communication, the customers waiting. And now we got, now we got paint shortages and, and it's get, get kind of crazy. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about what it is that you actually do. So tell me about like, you know, what, what, what are the type of services that you offer? Um, so right now I'm interior, well, interior and exterior, exterior is not really a thing right now because I'm in Michigan, but okay. <clears throat> interior, exterior painting and epoxy floors. And you're doing epoxy floors. Okay. So what issues are you running into in terms of scheduling? Like, is it because jobs are taking too long? Is it because, you know, tell me what that, tell me what, what, what the main issue is. Um, I would say the main issue is, is product availability right now especially okay. with the epoxy floors. I mean, paint, sure. you know, you can, you can kind of swap things in and out and make something happen. But like the epoxy seems like no matter how much I try to pre-plan and, and get stuff rolling before it actually happens somehow or another, there's, there's something that's not available. And then I got, you know, a floor that's, that's prepped and ready to go and I don't have the materials and I have to push it and stop, stop offering it. I mean, cause here's the thing. And, and I, I say that, a little bit grudgingly because I know you probably like doing them and you probably make good money on them systematically um, going forward. I don't think the issue is going to be resolved. You're going to keep hitting this roadblock. And like, if you were an established company, 
I would sit here and try to help you come up with uh, a strategy. And I'm not saying you're not established in a sense that, you know, you're, you're not working and making money. I mean, it's like, you know, if you had like five or six crews and that was a significant part of uh, your, your revenue, you can't just drop that off. But um, if we looked at your company, like in a month span and we said, okay, well, how much money is this company bringing in, in epoxy? Okay. Do you think you might want to shoot me out like a general number of what you think? If I had to guess, I'd say 25%, maybe, you know, a couple thousand, five, 10,000, maybe. Okay. So let's say 7,000, right. And then let's say, um, how much is this company bringing in, uh, in interior painting on, on that same month? We'll say 10. About 10. Okay. And then what is this company in the same month bringing in, in exterior painting in the same month? So if you had like a, a mix of epoxy jobs, interior jobs, and like a couple exterior jobs, like what is that revenue for exterior? Probably seven. Probably seven. Pretty good guesstimates here. Okay. So that would put us at about 24. So you're probably, are you averaging between, 18 and 24,000 in a month. Is that a fair amount to say in terms of sales? I'd say when, when things are busy. Yeah. When things are really busy. Okay. So where I'm getting at with that is, and just a different perspective, because I kind of want to look at it like this. First thing is, is that remember, see how I kind of put them in buckets. Like, okay, epoxy's seven grand interior, 10 grand exterior, seven grand. Okay. At right now where you're at, you're exchanging your resources for the time that it's taking to do those jobs, right? So 28,000 is not difficult to accomplish if you just did interiors all month, right? Yeah. If you just did interiors all month, you would have to do about, you know, and, and I was 28,000, excuse me, I, I was talking 24,000, even 24,000, you would have to do 6,000 a week. Okay, six times four, 24, $6,000 a week in interiors. That's one big interior a week, chances are, right? Yeah. Four jobs. Doable. Doable. So you, you, one of the things that you reached out to me and said was, you know, I'm making the transition from working alone to having a team. The first thing that's going to protect you with scheduling, the first thing that's going to protect you with things that are outside of your control are removing the emotions from the business. Because again, when I talk to people that are really good painters and they're ready to make that transition, you like to paint, right? Yeah. That's going to be your biggest issue in doing this is because you look in epoxy garage floor. Let, let me, let me put it this way. If somebody calls you over for an interior estimate and has an epoxy garage floor there. You're going to say, Oh, I can do it for sure. <laughs> okay. Now, that's the emotional aspect of it, knowing that, yes, you can do it. It's going to look great. They're going to be happy and you're going to make money. But those four things are going to cause on the other side, there's always a payment involved, stress when it comes to scheduling, stretching out that job because you're going to have to wait to be able to even do it and taking away resources that could otherwise be used doing interior painting that's less friction, quicker turnover, learning systems and moving on. Cause in other words, like I'm trying to help you understand is that you might take that $3,000 epoxy job, but 
again, those resources that you would be using to do it. And I know that it's you right now, but eventually it'll be people that you put on the job to do it could otherwise be doing interior painting. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And if you become a specialist at interior painting next winter, you don't have to worry about figuring out how to navigate winter because all you do is interior painting anyway. Right. And only you only market for interior painting, you know, so I kind of want to get that out of the way. Again, I don't know how you feel about that, but if I were in your shoes right now, we wouldn't even be offering epoxy anymore. There's no reason to, because you can hit the same number with the same resources and the same amount of time without doing it. That's kind of like Starbucks. I use this analogy a lot. It's like if Starbucks also offered steak, you know, they would sell some because just yeah. the amount of volume that comes through their door. And they'll probably make some money, but what is that doing? Their resources that are really good at making coffee are going to have to stop what they're doing and go make steak. And then what happens? The customers who are waiting for coffee are going to have to wait longer. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, people, that, people that want to come to you for interior, exterior painting have to wait a little bit longer because you're dealing with issues with epoxy. Yeah. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to grow a business like that because you essentially have three businesses you have. Mm -hmm. And um, you probably heard me say this on a podcast, epoxy, interior painting, exterior painting. There are companies, yes or no, that only do epoxy. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a companies out there that only do interior painting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's companies out there that only do exterior painting. Yes. Yeah. You got to You got to pick one, you know, early on, you know, I'm not saying you can't do it later on, but if you want to scale, Again, these are things that I, I use as principles, but it, it actually is true. And it's going to keep you less stressed because right now it's probably stressful enough as it is to even think of yourself not actually painting um, and actually running the business side and doing the sales and figuring out the marketing jungle and all those things. You know, what do you think? What do you think about that advice? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head as far as, uh, you know, having to try to juggle the different you know, tooling, the different resources and all that. And then also trying to take myself off the tools and wrap my head around the business side of things has, has been a struggle. When you look at yourself in the future, what do you want your business to look like? Like, what do you see when you wake up every day? And like, what are you striving toward? Like, what is your vision for your business? <clears throat> I mean, big enough and a, a well-oiled machine enough to where I'm not super hands-on. I don't want to say on a daily basis, but you know, it's not an all day stressful event basically. And in your mind, how many years do you think it would take you to get to that point where you're at that place that you just imagined? I would guess five, maybe five years. How many, how many days roughly is five years? multiplied by three that's about uh, put, put me on the spot man i don't know uh, yeah i'm trying to figure it out myself that's that's 1500 some days that's a long time yeah okay what if i told you that you could start actually living your dream monday that's hey that'd be great it's true it's just a matter of your attitude and your decisions it really is. It's, 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 that's, that's all that this comes down to. You are not far away. You already developed a skill set. A great mechanic, which you are in terms of your technical ability, is a great project manager, like the best, because, and a great trainer and a teacher, right? You're like a sage, you know? I mean, like, you know, these things. But what's awesome about that is that 
you can really take somebody off the street and turn them into a really great asset to your company a lot quicker than I can. Because again, I'm not, I still got to Google things, dude. I still have to YouTube how to, how to do this and how to do that. You ever, you ever hear Nick Slav Slavic? Uh, I've heard the name. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he, I, you know, he's, he's really skilled at, I think at first he was really skilled with the technical aspect and then he learned the business. And I think people who do that turn out to be much more successful than guys like me um, in terms of uh, proprietary like production, you know, yes, there's guys like me, like sales marketing. I'm a little bit of a hybrid because I do have employees and I do like to train them. But again, mm. they're not going to be as trained as well as somebody who's been doing it for as long as you have and who's seen everything, done everything, can fix almost anything. I still have to find people to fix issues when they come. So in other words, you have a strategic advantage here. But what I was saying is in terms of Monday, let me ask you, do you have a job Monday? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Okay. And what type of job is it? Interior painting. What's the scope? Uh, walls, ceilings, trim, and a couple rooms. Now, if we didn't talk today, what would be your, your walk me through your Monday? What would your Monday look like if we didn't talk? Um, well, I got one of my guys is, is going to be going down to, to start on that job. And then okay. I have another guy that's uh, kind of finishing up one of my floor jobs Monday. Okay. What would you be doing? <clears throat> Um, I'm actually going to be out of town for another job. Okay. So you have another job going on that you took and you have one job going on here. So it sounds like you're stretched pretty thin. Yeah. Sounds like you're stretched. Why, why, why the separation? How did that happen? Over promising or needing to meet a deadline? What's going on there? Um, I would say probably over promising. Over promising. Like, do you feel like, the person who's coming in, this is kind of worrisome to me because you told me that the three people that you have with you are part-time and you have a full house to paint. I'm not talking about your job and I'm not talking about the epoxy job. So you're essentially sending one part-timer to this house to do this big scope, right? Yeah. Okay. Are the customers home? Uh, no. It's an empty house? Yeah. And how many hours does he work or is it a day thing? Like, does he work a couple of days here, a couple of days there? Or does he leave and go? Um, well, that, that particular employee does like Monday through Thursday about six hours a day just because he has obligations with his kid and sure. stuff like that. Okay. Um, do you feel as though you can leave him on the job and know it's going to be done to perfection? Yeah. It's, it's that sort of relationship? Yeah. And that's, that's the, the guys that I do have, you know, I would like them to be more full-time, but you know, sure. it, that would be ideal. Right? Super yeah. good at what they do. And I trust. That would be ideal. Now, let me ask you this, the job you're going to, is the customer going to be home? No. So both of them are empty. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about morale. You heard that word before? Oh yeah. When you want people to work for you, there's a certain like thing that has to occur. Like, do you really enjoy painting by yourself? Uh, honestly, I, I don't mind it, but I know that that's not exactly the norm. 
Sure. But when you're painting by yourself in your own business, you're motivated a little bit more than somebody who is an employee of somebody and painting themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. Probably due to the fact that you're making a big hefty profit. Yeah. And they're making a wage, which is fine, but it's not going to last. They're going to get as you would. They're going to say, well, why don't I just start my own painting business? Yeah. That's how you lose employees. Good people that you can trust. And it ain't personal. It's just if each week this is how you've been doing it, which I don't know, but if you don't, you could have been, then that's probably happening. And I could be wrong, but just I've done this enough to know that that's at least a thought. Like, damn. You know, did you ever have that thought when you were working for someone else? That's why I'm where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. So here's a suggestion. You, I, I'll throw something at you. You throw it back if you don't like it. Is there any way you can postpone your job? Uh, you're going to? Not really, no. It's that tight of a schedule? Yeah. Is there any way you can postpone his job? possibly work together man always even even that epoxy guy man i mean i know you got him doing this early on you guys all need to work together you you know i've seen it a lot where people spread too thin because the reality is if three of you guys are working on that interior that you have three days right if it's a full interior yeah rather than you by yourself what five yeah and you're burnt right you know that's uh, you, 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 have, you have a burnout week ahead of you. You're not going to be able to answer the phone with enthusiasm or go do an estimate before five o'clock. That's hurting that, your business. Yeah. And that, that seems to be kind of what's, what's happening is we're stretched so thin that, you know, by the time at times, by the time it comes time to sit down and do, you know, the business side of things, the estimates, the phone calls, it's, it's, it's just, like that. I'm good. It's just a pile of, just everything at once and then you're just wanting to just take some time to yourself or your family and that's it and then it just gets delayed a day and then new things come in that gets delayed and then it just never stops and then people think of you as a bad business owner not saying you are but you're not answering their call or getting back to them or communicating and you know that money's just leaving yeah that's what's happening and it really is again that's why i said all it comes down to your attitude and your decision making and like thinking things strategically like this like for me i'm looking at where's the priority sounds like the priority is the one you got to go to which is out of town kind of far which shouldn't happen in the first place you know again cuz that's causing you to leave you know understanding the power of no is very important even if even if you know we'll get there at another time but i'm just saying knowing the priority you know, knowing the priority. And if that's the priority, that's where the resources need to go. Get that out of the way. Then everyone goes to the next job and then working together, man, it's just going to, you're going to get the jobs done more efficiently and no one's going to be working alone and think, damn, man, this isn't, this isn't going to work. I mean, you know, if I, if I got that guy that you were working on Monday, who knew he has a whole week ahead of him on this business breakthrough. And I asked him, I said, Hey man, are you excited about Monday? Chances are it's probably gonna be a no if he knows he's got to paint a whole house by himself. Yeah. Yeah, that you makes know? sense. And it's just having these conversations that we're having is gonna prevent you from 
having to deal with customer or not customers, great people leaving. Cause I know, you know, this you're in the industry. One of the hardest things to find is great people to work for you. Absolutely. When you get them, the last possible thing you want to do is lose them. Yeah. It's, sure. a re- it's a requirement on your end to balance that workload. People like working together. That's just the reality of it. Everyone yeah. does. I'd rather work with somebody than work alone. You know, share that workload, share that balance. So that's a strategy that I think would be wise to think about and implement. Um, you have a little time to, to, to configure it, but then I would look at it like this. Okay, now it's business business owner mentality. It's like, okay, well, how much is that guy getting paid, by the way, per hour? Uh, 25. Okay, so 25. You're not afraid to, you're not afraid to pay. It's good. Um, no. so, so $25 an hour. Okay. So if you were to put yourself on that job, we're going to use this job as a scenario. You said it's a full repaint, right? It's not quite a full. I think it's off the top of my head. There's a bedroom, a laundry room and a bathroom, if I remember correctly. Okay. So for that's, that was his job. Yeah. Bedroom, laundry room, bathroom. Yeah. Ceilings, walls, trim doors. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember what you sold it for? I think it was 800 bucks. Okay. Does that include the paint? No. Okay. So how, how are you feeling about your pricing? Um, it's hit or miss. Like I've, I've had some jobs that, you know, and of course I've, I've kind of heard you talk about margins and things like that. So I, I tend to kind of shoot for 50% if possible. I have some jobs that, clear that easily and then i have other jobs like this one that you know we might be lucky to hit 30 or 40 percent you feel that you're pricing kind of desperately sometimes yeah so how many days do you think it would take this guy that you hired to do this job um probably three three days so at $25 an hour, that's $200 a day plus employee, employee, employer taxes and workers comp, which Gus has set up for you. Yeah. That's probably an additional hundred bucks. So it's going to cost you $700 to put him on the job for three days and you priced it for 800 bucks. That's the kind of tricky part about just doing a labor only price because, you know, you lose out on the ability to mark up the paint and then you got to just price profit. And then they look, wow, that's a lot for labor. And then when your customer sees one person coming over, you know what they're going to think? Like, damn, that guy's making a thousand bucks. Right. You know, that's That's why, you know, usually I I try to include and I kind of went back and forth on this when I was doing it just by myself, like including paint in the price or not. And I've kind of realized that it's better to include the paint in the price. I think Um, this one in particular, it just happened to be one of those jobs where the customer says I have the paint. So. Yeah. So then we have say we have to add on profit. I say it, say, Hey, we have to add on profit. Just so you know, I mean, the pricing is going to be labor plus profit at that point. Okay. You know, just make it clear. You yeah. Know, we're in here to make business to, 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 we're in here to, to build a business. Um, so one transition when it comes to making that transition that you're going to have to make mentally is just making sure that number one, you're making money for the business. That's number one. You're making money for 
yourself is number two, and you're making money for the employee, number three. In this scenario that I'm looking at, only one person is making money. It's the employee. That means you don't get paid, nor does the business. Yeah. That's a red flag like I've never seen. Yeah. And that customer's laughing his way to the paint store because he fooled you and said he had the paint when he knew he didn't. <laughs> I'm just he could have. So so I just want you to know that. So when it comes down to pricing, here's how I would have done it. Okay. You did great in terms of identifying, hey, this guy's gonna be here for three days. He's gonna cost 700 bucks. Perfect. Okay. So that obviously right there is your business's cost for that employee. Now, you right now, even though you're the business owner, you're also the project manager. Okay. So we're not really wanting you to make essentially a, uh, a profit in that regard. Essentially, we would assign you an hourly wage, which I think should be similar to what this person gets. Again, you're just assuming a role, which means guess what, man, if you're overseeing this project, do you feel as though you're worth $200 a day? Yeah. I mean, probably right. Is. So price should have been including your wage for those three days to oversee the project to make sure it was perfect. 1400 bucks. Now, and we're just doing labor, which is doing straight labor. Now, what does that leave the business? Okay. Cause again, if you hired a project manager to come on that job alongside him, right? Mm -hmm. That would mean that the project manager is getting paid, the employee's getting paid, and the business isn't making anything at 1400 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Business needs to make something. So from there, that's where we decide how much profit we want to make. Now, in this capacity, with profit just being your money, really, you don't got to go crazy on the labor cost. I think a $500 profit on the labor would be fair. So $1,900 would have been a much better price for this project. Okay. You know, in my opinion, because, and you, I think you deserve every bit of that in terms of the scope and, and the quality of what you're going to do. You're doing ceilings, walls, trim, and doors, right? Yeah. I would, that would have been $1,900 all day. Now, here's what's, here's, here's what's cool about, the paint, many homeowners, number one, they don't know how much paint it's going to be. They don't war game it. They're not general contractors. Okay. And, 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 and it just, it just lessens the blow because here's the reality. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to charge you 1900 in labor. You're going to say, okay, well, here's how we're going to do it. Okay. So um, I'm going to, all right. So our labor cost is going to be 1400. This is you calculating it. I'm going to need about 350 in paint. Okay, so that's 1750. Multiply that by two, sir. Okay, that's gonna be 2500. Now, see, that's a that's that's a business coming in and pricing it. If I were to quote that job, it would have been 2500, 100%. I would have looked at my labor cost on it. I would have, and we would have got it done a little bit quicker, but I'm bringing four painters to the job. So I might yeah. have been able to get that done in two days or, or one day. And I'm able to say, okay, don't worry about it. We'll get the paint. And I, I know he said that he was going to buy the paint. And I get that. I'm just telling you in the future. Um, now we're packing in the profit. We're packing in the, the wage. And we're packing in uh, the salary for you all in one shot every time. And if you do that every time, dude, you're going to be seeing money that you haven't seen before. Yeah. And you're going to be working a lot less for it. I mean, right now, that I yeah. told you, now that I told you that you're only making 100 bucks on this guy's job Monday, is that, does that kind of like upset it's you pretty, a little bit? 
Well, yeah, that's pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a learning experience, you know. Now you know, like, hey, but so, but, but this is where I talk about, and I'm real big into uh, salesmanship. When you went to go do that estimate, can you walk me through that? Like, was it a text message you sent the guy, or did you actually go there? Like, what did that look like? So I can maybe pinpoint a few things. Um, I, I went there and looked at it. And, and how did you present him the price? As I always do like follow-ups after the fact, like I'll go to the job and look at it, you know, take measurements okay. if I need to take pictures, kind of discuss what their expectations are. And then after the fact, I'll send them either over email or text or however we're communicating uh, okay. Quote okay. that way. Okay. Um, so when you went to, go to the, the estimate, do you remember why they wanted to get it painted? I do not. That's a really important thing to ask, you know, because isn't it different if somebody has the why reason of they want to move rather than they're having a baby and they want to paint their nursery? Yeah, for sure. Big difference in experience, right? Yeah. When it comes to painting the nursery, maybe a follow-up question to that is, have you decided on, well, first, is it a boy or a girl? Yeah, they right. Say, oh, it's a boy. Okay. Are you, have you thought of any colors? You, you have any shades? They might say, well, we want maybe like a green or a blue. Oh, there's this really great green color. Let me show you. And you pull up your phone and you say, it's called like green onyx. And actually it's really popular in nurseries. It's like a pastel color. I'm going to be by here later tomorrow. Would you like me to bring you a sample? Right. Yeah. Rather than, rather than. Yeah, we're just getting ready to move. Oh, you're getting ready to move? Hey, um, have you guys found a place to move yet? Or are you just putting it up for sale, feeling out your options? Oh, well, we found a place to move. And, uh, you know, we definitely want to get it up for sale quick because, you know, we don't have to pay the mortgage another month, you know, while we're yeah. out of here. I said, perfect. You know, I know that time's important to you. And I have a pretty flexible customer next week. If we can make this work, I could probably get in here Monday. All that stems from is understanding the why. And then what does that allow you to do? You went from $800 to two grand because you have now aligned with what's most important to them. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that simple when you think about it? Yeah. When you think about it, I know I've, I've kind of heard you talk about it before that, you know, selling the experience to the customer is, is more so important than just selling the paint job, which is exactly something it's that I'm working on. Yeah, something you I'm working on. You sell an emotional product. It doesn't, when you paint a room, doesn't it make you feel different? Oh yeah, for sure. It, it makes you feel different and you painted it. You're like, man, all right, I love this room now, you know, rather than what it looked like when you first got in there. Imagine how they feel. Yeah, it's, I you know, to live there. And, and when, when, you are, when you are selling a product that directly affects someone's emotions, you have free reign to charge what you want if you're promising that emotion when they receive it okay because you know what i'm saying yeah Doesn't that makes sense so yeah. so think about that and when you go and do these estimates you need to be asking why and then doing what i'm saying that you should be doing is figuring out that why providing a solution on top of that why that aligns with what's most important to them and you'll start seeing that people will start saying yes a lot quicker they're going to start trusting you more and you're going to be able to charge what you want okay you know, but that's how you build it, man. But, I'm, you know, I don't want to leave you with too much today, but hopefully getting you in the right mindset of, of selling. I think this, the first thing you need to do 
is get on that schedule for the next week and see if you can work together. Even, even everyone working together on that epoxy job, try to schedule it that way. And then you'll start to see camaraderie, morale, maybe even make someone a manager, you know, who you really like and say, Hey man, you know, you're going to start working with him. He's your manager. I'm here to assist. And you're going to get to that five-year plan way faster. There's no five years here at all. Not even close. I like the sound of that. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right there. You have great people. You provide a great service. It's just a matter of you. What I tell you, the two things that are going to get you to where you want to be is your attitude about it. And, and in a sense, your attitude is your belief and your ability to achieve it and yeah. the attitude that comes along with it. Again, when I sit down in front of a customer, they're stopping me from growing my business. So my attitude about how great we're going to do there overcomes any objections that I may face. At least I'm going to hang in there, you know? So it's like when you go into an estimate, you know you're going to do a great job. You know you're going to be on time. You know you have a great team. And you know your price is fair. And when you come with that attitude and that belief system, people will feel that and they'll adopt it. It's pretty wild if you really come through. So when it comes to that, man, focus on that. Get your scheduling right. Don't spread yourself so thin, man, because you're not building anything with everyone spread so thin. It's like you're restarting every week. Yeah. Every single week. You're not going upward. You need to, you need to build off of a, a great week working together so you can go to your team and say, Hey guys, we got to do this, 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 and this today. And I know you've worked with a team before, but your scheduling is putting you in this position, but look at what's a priority. Look at the job time that you have on it with more people. You're going to get it done quicker, stack the next job and really sit down um, and do all that stuff. Now I'm going to put a, I'm going to pitch you on this drip jobs. I definitely think could help you if you don't have a scheduler, it has a job scheduler. If you don't have the pipeline set up to let you know who's, who's doing what, who's where, obviously the automatic follow-ups, there's a lot of really great features that can just make your life easy. Because again, you told me that one of the things that you said was how you're, you're following up after and all this stuff. And we also discussed that your time is limited. One of the cool things about drip jobs is it follows up automatically. So okay. That's one less thing you got to worry about. So something to consider, man. Yeah, I'll definitely think about it. Yeah. Cool, man. Was this helpful for you today? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cool. So maybe I'll jump on with you again and, and you can tell me your progress next time, next time around. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Cool. All right, Ryder. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. And uh, good luck with everything. All right. We'll talk to you later. See.